Tonight's Survivor Podcast is sponsored by Hulu Plus. Get two weeks of Hulu Plus for free and catch up on all the great fall TV happening right now when you sign up at HuluPlus.com slash Rob. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they've won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor, no way to Yes, that's right. Here we are. It's the hottest couple, period. I'm Rob Sesternino. Here's Stephen Fishback. How are you? I'm great, Rob. How are you? Now, I got to warn you before we start this podcast. I, Whoa. Disclaimer. We have a disclaimer. Disclaimer. About, an, about 50 minutes ago, I placed an order. My local Chinese food company, Red Bull Chinese. Typically, they're very fast. It's a rainy night in New York. Is this a paid so. product placement? <laughs> yeah, Red Bull. Well, not really because they haven't arrived yet. Oh. So I might, at any point in time, I'm going to have to leap up to get my uh, Chinese food. I ordered dumplings and uh, basil chicken. So let me get this straight. You yeah. Yeah. ate all the food in your house <laughs> yeah. to get some sort of advantage. Yes. And now yes. you want more food. Yeah. And that invoice needs to get paid, Stephen. <laughs> well, I've got I've got some money. I think it's going to be about you know twenty bucks. So that invoice will be paid. All right, uh, with, with about twenty bucks. Well, we're going to send a man over there, and yeah. uh, he'll speak with you. But there's yeah. going to be a price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm getting some rice. I am getting some rice. So <laughs> I will. Uh, it's a thematic. It's a thematic meal for me here uh, at uh, at the Fishback household. Crispy rice. No. Okay. All right. No crispy. You know, I don't care that much about the crispy. All right. Well, we are live here on a Wednesday night. Survivor Know-It-Alls. Very excited to be here with you, Stephen Fishback, and with all of you guys who are watching us live. And also, those of you guys who are listening in the archives, we love you guys, too. We're very excited. We've got a very exciting episode to talk about. We've got some tribe swapping going on, some interesting strategy as well. It was three couples and one Keith tonight, and they ended up going in an interesting way, which actually surprised me tonight. Did you see Kelly? No, no. I thought, you know, for sure it was going to be Dale or Missy, you know, uh, Kelly, total, total, totally, total surprise. It came out of nowhere. Uh, really excited to talk through this with you, Rob, and break it down because I'm still wrapping my head around this episode and I'm still wrapping my head around who I'm going to give the fishy to. Okay, good. So we'll talk yeah. that through. Okay. Yeah. We're just want to set up that we are, of course, live and interactive here with you guys after Survivor, like we do every week, Wednesday, 9, 15 ish uh, PM. And here we are. We got our chat room going here on robinswebsite.com. We got our Twitter open. Scott St. Pierre is monitoring oh, Twitter, uh, that hashtag RHAP. And of course, on our YouTube channel at Rob has a website.com slash YouTube. Get those questions in early because that, that uh, Chinese delivery man could ring Stephen Fishback's doorbell at any no, no, minute. No. Yeah. What is, you know, Rob's going to answer some questions while I'm, you know, paying for paying the price, pay, paying the invoice. Yes. Okay. Will you give us your fortune during the podcast tonight? I don't know. I didn't order any cookies. They, you, know. they, they, you don't, nobody orders cookies. They just come <laughs> with the Chinese food. Yeah. 
All right, we'll see. We'll see if there's a, what, if there's a what you know, kind of ripoff is Red Bull running over there? You know, this is a, this is a low. You know, this is Williamsburg. We're all like low carb. Blue carb. They don't even give you the cookie. Oh my god! All right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, very very excited to talk about that big podcast coming on tomorrow. First, of course, we'll talk to the ultimate th- strategic threat in the game, the smart, the number one threat out there, according to Drew. She is the latest person to go home. We'll talk with Kelly tomorrow about what's it like having your dad totally blow your survivor game. Yeah, that and uh, Kelly really though, like every tribe she was on, she was like this target in this way that we as the viewer didn't understand, right? Even even in the old Hunapu, she was somehow a target. So very curious to hear what Kelly has to say about why everyone wanted to get rid of her. And then, of course, we'll do our big Survivor interview podcast. We'll be talking with uh, your friend and mine, the Dragon Slayer, Coach. Oh, Coach. Yes. Coach, what dynamic aerobic activity will he be performing while he uh, does the podcast? Hopefully none. Hopefully none. But he's very yeah. pumped up. Uh, I hear there's a hashtag media frenzy of excitement waiting for Coach to return to Rob has a podcast. And then we will be taking your voicemails with uh, give it up for Mr. Mike Bloom. Oh, that's Survivor historian. Yes, we'll talk with him later on as well on the thursday show get your voicemails in rob has a website.com slash voicemail also 323-282-rhap is your voicemail hotline okay let's talk about this steven and i want to start with why kelly over dale i didn't get this there was all this talk mama bear muffin bear she's coming after dale and she's pissed why would you go why would you come after my baby and instead they go after kelly explain so let's set this up right we've got a tribe and uh, there's three couples we got john and jacqueline we got dale and kelly and we have baylor and muffin and then as a floater we have uh keith off to the side so keith is kind of nervous momentarily that maybe as the one single they'll hang up on him but you know we as viewers we as seasoned survivor watchers know that that's never going to happen that he is less threatening and uh you know the couples are going to want to break up one of the other couples so uh immediately this uh, rivalry sets starts between muffin and between dale and um and and uh, yeah it looks like you know it's over rice and rice is a big theme of this of this episode we got to talk more about rice but but uh yeah for some it looked like it was going to be like vote the votes were going to go between you know maybe it was going to be Baylor maybe it was going to be Missy and maybe it was going to be Dale but the prospect of Kelly never was raised so uh uh why Kelly and not Dale maybe Dale is less threatening the swap has happened you know you're trying to vote off more threatening players you're not as worried about team strength um maybe yeah Kelly's a strong athletic girl she's strategic allegedly like everyone keeps saying that um yeah she's never missed an episode you know that's dangerous she never missed an episode it's also odd that that muffin she voted with kelly last week that they were part of all the women that came together with jeremy so you would feel like if anything that they would be on the same side of the fence and that she would feel like hey dale i can't work with him dale is dale's unreasonable the the chinese is here okay that's fine all right let's go ahead and let's take let's take some questions here as steven fishback pays the chinese food delivery man for his dinner and so let's go ahead and patch in a couple of questions here while we're waiting for steven fishback or or maybe let's see if we could listen in at some point 
No, okay. It doesn't sound like it's too loud over there. If we, if, if we really hear something good, I will, I will definitely give it its moment and we will, uh, bring th- we will slow things down and listen to Stephen Fishback pay the Chinese food delivery man. Okay, let's go ahead and let's take a question. Nick 2S is back. Nick 2S wants to say, was it really the handling of the food that was the reason why one tribe dominated the immunity challenges? Well, that's something that I'm going to want to uh, talk about here later on with Stephen as we get into it. So uh, let's co- let's come back to that question, Nick Twist, because I think it's part of a bigger conversation. Uh, reality Compner, did John and Jacqueline make the right choice going with the known trader and Muffin the Mama Bear? Well, I think there's so many different sides of this. Of what? First off, why did Kelly be the person who was going to get voted off? And to me, I didn't really see the sense of of to get rid of. Kelly, because as I was saying uh, before the Chinese food delivery man came, that I feel like that that for Baylor and for Missy, I, I feel like they could go ahead and work with Kelly going forward. But Dale is somebody who is for a grown man. And we know that he is, uh, you know, uh, farm guy 69, that you would think that the grown up would be able to put aside the differences to Baylor. Like it should be. I think that's his job to come to Baylor and say, you know what, uh, Baylor, you and I, we didn't get along. That's on me. I've, I've got to sort of patch things up with you. You know, let me just apologize to him. But it seemed like he was set in his ways just as much as Baylor was. And if anything, it seemed like Baylor was almost the one that was more mature about the way she was handling it over Dale. Steven, did you catch any of that? No, I, I couldn't hear a single thing. You know, the headphones were out. I got, you know. Understand, uh, so, understand. Let me just, uh, so just to summarize that it felt like to me, um, I'm not sure why Dale, as the older statesman in the group, why was he, it seemed like he was just as immature about the beef with Baylor as Baylor was, who's 20. Oh, he seemed like more immature. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, there was just as much, at least from the episode that we saw, just as much, uh, uh, you know, uh, vindictiveness. Now, the, my question was, yeah, I mean, maybe and maybe you just talked about this, you know, from the John and Jacqueline perspective, right? Jacqueline, uh, you know, Baylor was uh, voted against Jacqueline's alliance, right? She voted Val out. She was with the guys. You know, Jacqueline has a quote where she says she doesn't trust Baylor. Um, you know, from John's perspective, he was never with uh, with. Um, oh, my God. I just had a, my, yeah, yeah, exactly. They were never together. So it's like, wh- why the the way that this vote happened seemed very much antithetical to what you'd expect based on the previous tribe dynamics for the last four episodes. Now, do you think there's anything to this? Maybe I'm watching like too many action movies, but do you think that there was a sort of a thing where, you know, you have this scene where it's like, you, you know, you go into a house and it's like, you know, a, a guy and, and his kid or his wife. And it's like, all right, all right, let's. Uh, put your hands up, you two. All right. So I'm going to, I'm taking somebody. I'm taking a hostage. It's like, okay, take me, take me. Don't take my kid. And, and it's like, then they shoot the person that you say that you're trying to protect. Did they try to hurt Dale? Did they try to be punitive to Dale and say, you know what? You tried to vote out my daughter. Let's see how you like it, Dale. How does that taste? I just voted out your daughter. And now you have to live with that, that because wow. of you, your daughter got voted out. Wow, and yeah, and and Kelly, you know, in the in the in the farewell confessional, said, uh, you know, I hate my dad. Basically, <laughs> you know, she said that <laughs> yeah. she said that she wished she had never played with her dad, which is a very like daughter thing to say, right? Like, I wish you weren't my dad. I don't know. I um, wish you were never my tribe mate, Dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't see that, to be honest. That seems like weird and cruel and and even, you know, beyond even the vindictiveness of of uh, of Moffin. And, and, you know, John is a is a noble, sainted human. Right. We all of his confessionals are about uh, his his struggles. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I honestly then think explain it. Okay, I think that it was, you know, I think that, it, you know, you saw it was the vote was against the pair of Dale and Kelly. And between those two, you know, Dale is less of a threat, right? He's an older guy. He's not going to win challenges. Maybe he's seen as like less likely to, uh, you know, flirt his way to the top as like there's this you know, always this fear that girls are going to flirt their way to the top. And I guess everyone thinks Kelly is super strategic, right? We saw it on Hunapu and we're seeing it here. Um, so I think that like you have these two people who have never missed an episode. One is maybe more physically fit. One maybe is more strategic. The other is, you know, more crotchety and less of a threat. I think you, you know, in this example, you would vote out the more threatening one. And the other thing is, um, you know, the danger at this point in the game after the swap is that, you know, that whoever stays is going to be against you, right? You know, that whether it's, you keep Dale or you keep Kelly, that person will not forgive you for voting out their loved one and betraying them in this situation. So you really want to keep the less threatening person, the person who's going to have fewer allies on the other side, the person who you'll be able to more easily get rid of later in the game. You know, it's funny because I don't remember this happening so much in the original Survivor Blood versus Water, but it seems like that this time around, it's almost like the first Blood versus Water, there was a little bit like, okay, it's just business, right? And, yeah. and correct me if I'm forgetting anybody, but I don't feel like there was so much of this person got voted out and now I'm coming for you. You voted out my loved one, right? Well, it was weird. the way that it worked out though was a lot of the, you know, the people who were blamed for voting out loved ones were voted out like before there was that opportunity to be vindictive, right? Like Brad Culpepper was kind of seen as the, as the person who was voted out all the loved ones and he was voted out in turn, you know, it, there just wasn't that level. And you're probably right that there's a level of sort of professionalism uh, with the returning players where they do see it more as a game, right. than than as a, a life event. But there also, it didn't seem like there, you know, except for that, you know, Sierra Laura moment, there didn't seem to be a lot of pairs who were together, who, uh, you know, when they were picked off, you know, when Katie or when Tina was picked off, you know, there was nothing, the, the loved one was already at the bottom, you know, they were just, they were just sent home next. Okay. So like Vetus went home right after Aris and then Katie went home right after Tina. Um, so yeah. Yeah, because it's going to be really interesting to watch the fallout that happens next week after the you voted out my loved one. And now I'm going to go off on you. There was actually a lot of this that happened in the Survivor, The Walking Dead, actually, as well. That was also a blood versus water season. Um, what? That's a fa- that's a fake Survivor <laughs> season that Josh Wiggler and I podcast about on Monday. Oh, I love Wiggler. It's on, Rob, it's on Rob has a uh, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. But there was a lot of that. There was a lot of you voted on my loved one. Now I'm mad at you. Okay. Um, so it happens. Yeah, so, it's so a thing. I think that like, you know, it's likely that Dale's gone next, right? Like that's the rule. Like that's what we're assuming. Like the new Koyopa tribe is completely underpowered. Yeah. Um, and then plus the new Hunapu is going to have all this new food they're going to get. So what do you think, Rob? What's the trade going to be? Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the other side of this thing. So first off, before we even get to the trade, what do you think of this? Because my, my idea on survivor is like, I almost feel like that the right that drew who's basically a badass. I think he has the right idea here. I think the move is within reason when you're on survivor and you have rice, eat as much as you can. Wait, no, not drew. Um, 
Wait, Drew? Drew, the guy who got voted out last week. He's basically okay, okay, a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was running the game, and they voted him out. And so uh, apparently him and John just ate like there was no tomorrow in the game. And, yeah. you know, I, th- I think that his strategy warranted itself out because he was he ate, he ate as much as he could while he was there. He was voted out right. of the game. And I don't think he has any complaints about that. But <laughs> for the people, the people who were the rice rationers... Right, the, they all lost. The Joshes of the the Joshes of the world, the Wests of the world, the people, all the people that were rationing their rice, then they come to a tribe that has no rice. I right. think that, you know, seize the day, carpe diem when you have the rice. When you have it, enjoy it, eat it. You have no guarantee that you'll be there tomorrow. You have no guarantee that you won't be on the other tribe tomorrow. So when you have it, eat it. At the end of the day, if you don't eat it and then, you know, somebody else is eating it, that you didn't eat it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's like, and, you know, we saw, right, like the fact that Hunapu kept winning, you know, had to at least partially be determined by the fact, you know, the fact that they were eating much more than the other tribe. So, uh, you know, maybe it didn't work out for Drew, but it did work out for every single other Hunapu person who wasn't voted out because they were eating so much, right? There were three Koyopas who went home because they weren't eating as much. Like, I'm sure those people would have, A, rather had more rice, and B, rather be in the game and have a shot to win a million dollars than be really careful and ration their food. I agree with you, Rob. It's the Tyson Apostle wrecking ball strategy. Eat as much as you possibly can. You know, who cares like what the cost is? You know, who cares that Jeff says, you know, no more, you know, we're going to burn down your shelter in exchange for a bag of rice. It doesn't matter because everyone is suffering equally with you. And if you eat more rice, you're longer in the game. Uh, yeah, go, go through it. Yeah. And this was a, a battle which I had a, uh, a minor conversation with, with uh, the Survivor champion of Survivor All-Stars, uh, Amber and Alicia and, uh, and Boston Rob. They're like, we got to ration it 39 days in, uh, in Australia. We had to trade our tarp for rice. I'm like, but if we just we should just eat it because we have it. And there could be a swap. We could not even be here. I could get voted out tomorrow. And, and, and you were. You yes, were. and I was. No, yeah. uh, but I did not force the issue like Dale. Like, I mean, what sense does it make for, for Mr. Rice Ration Dale of like, we got to make this rice last 39 days. Are you guys yeah. crazy? When I, was, yeah. when I was a kid, we had a teaspoon of rice a day and we liked it. And so wh- he's not going to be there 39 days. What does he care about how much rice they eat? Yeah, I mean that's the thing, and you know what? No matter what, you don't want to be the one who's who's the the nudge. You know, I think I think there are very good ways to like to silently nudge. You don't want to like do the confrontational. You know, you want to go behind someone's back and be like, "Hey, you see how much Missy ate? That, that's fucked up." Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about the swear. Um, but that's that's the move. That's you know, I, I was in I was in the game for a moment. Okay. Um, where it was not family friendly. Um, I'll, tell, but, but, uh, yeah. I'll tell you the other thing you could you could ration your rice all you want and then jatia comes out and uh, stumps, right. uh, burns it yeah uh, yeah yep that's a, that's a perfect is, is, enactment she can't yeah. get it if it's in your stomach steven i, I was back back in the moment as well <laughs> uh, all right what's the trade what's the trade-off well, I, you know, it's got to be shelter, right? Like, what is the what is the thing that would matter to them as much as uh, a bag of rice? I think they they have to give up the shelter. Somebody tweeted this, and I think it's good. Okay, what if the deal is all right? I, so I got this big bag of rice here. I got brown yeah. rice. I got white rice. Right. I, I've got I've got uh, also I've got rice krispie treats. I've got it all right here in my bag. But you're going to tribal. 
I want. Well, I thought that. Yeah, I thought actually that was my first thought when he said that was that they were going to immediately be forced to go to tribal. That would make the most sense, right? Because they got immunity uh, with food. The real trade-off would be that now you have to vote someone out to like pay that debt. Yeah. So that would actually make maybe more sense because it, it's kind of weird. Maybe that makes more sense than the shelter because it would be weird for like production to like come in and like destroy a shelter. But it would be natural for you know them to come in and say. Uh, uh, you know, you, you, you paid, you, you ate a lot. And so you won immunity. Now you've got to pay that debt. You have to vote someone out. Mm -hmm. Would they do it? Would you do it? Uh, well, if I was on the winning side, you know, if I, <laughs> if thought I had I the numbers, not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you have Bill Posley on your tribe, I think it's like, okay, who's in, fa let's take a vote. Who's in favor of this? If like four people all say yes, and you're one of the people that says <laughs> yeah. no, like, yeah. whoa, 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 yeah. hold on a second. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Like if you, cause everyone, like if you think you might have the numbers, like you don't want to be the one to say no. Cause you're worried you're going to like attract the wrath of the tribe. So like if you're kind of like a little bit divorced from like the way the numbers are going and everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. You know, you're going to maybe be convinced that like, you better go along with it or you'll lose the numbers <laughs> yeah. and you're going to get voted out. I guarantee that's, you, Jeremy is, is voting no on the rice. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Uh, Come on, surround and drown. That's that's the new drown. Uh what yeah. about in exchange for the rice? What if they have to get a new tribe member who's Ray Rice? <laughs> What if, what if as a penalty, you know, so Survivor Israel, right? They did this thing where one tribe won Rupert. Yes. If uh, they won the reward challenge, what if that's the penalty? They have to take Rupert. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> is that, is that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says when he comes back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk, just talk about uh, the, the two tribes that are together now. All right. So you have the dynamics of the three sing, the three couples that are together. Uh, yeah. We talked on, we touched on Missy and Baylor. We touched on Dale and Kelly boy. What a save for John and Jacqueline to go yeah. from the two people who were really at the bottom of both of their tribes and they mm -hmm. come together and they are the new hot couple. And it's because of all the smooching, right? Like <laughs> separately, it was like the Wonder Twins. Like separately, they're useless, but their powers combined through the magic of smooching, um, they they can turn into anything. Oh my God! Um, no yeah. concerns about the PDA with the John and Jacqueline. And the grossest thing is, and this is what I kept. I could, like, you know, those people haven't they haven't like brushed their teeth in two weeks. It's so nasty. Your mouth feels so disgusting when you're out there. Would you Would you kiss Nicole after two weeks of not brushing your teeth, each of you? Um, is it is it our marriage now or like when we were like first like dating? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess whatever the John and Jacqueline. <laughs> yeah. No equivalent is. yeah. I don't know. Like have John and Jacqueline been together like a couple months. Probably, I think that I think probably, I think you do it then. Yeah. I think, you, right. I think you, you do it. I think, I think now, now I brush my teeth and Nicole doesn't want to kiss me. <laughs> like, like I just, I, I've just taken a shower. Like get away from me. You disgust yeah. me. Uh, so yeah. So I think it's, I think there's a difference between how long you've been together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the John and Jacqueline thing is uh, is kind of crazy. Do we think that John and Jacqueline are are positioned well now to go far? I, yeah, it sure looks that way, right? Um, it sure looks that they right now they're like kind of the center of their little tribe. You know, they'll probably get another tribal council out of it if they can form a real bond with uh, Muffin and with Baylor. You know, they could really like you know it's like maybe that's a real alliance, right? That could happen. Yeah. Um, 
so uh, it's a it's a real potential, right, uh, for them to merge in a strong position. <laughs> Do you think that um, Jacqueline at all said, uh, "Boy, I bet a lot of people are confused between who's me and who's Kelly at home. I better get rid of <laughs> Kelly. Uh, that's going to help my airtime a lot. People will definitely yeah. know I'm the blonde that's left." That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, um, because it's true. That's, yeah, that, that's a good move. Um, yeah, that's enough. yeah, and so. Um, as far as uh, Baylor goes, did you like when she was making fun of her mom uh, being divorced so many times? Yeah, I, you know, I thought that was a nice moment for Baylor, a little humanizing. You know, sort of we can, <laughs> we can laugh, at, laugh at ourselves, right? Yeah. She was, she was making fun of herself, too, right, for being a single while uh, John and Jacqueline were making kissy face in the, in the shelter. There you go. Uh, what about on the other tribe? This is where things are pretty interesting. I wrote in my notes, once Jeremy was talking about, I'm in a great position oh, right God. now. It's the classic Marty Piambo quote. You I've don't, got you everything my way. Future Survivor players never, ever, ever give the Marty Piambo quote. Never say everything is going my way because you know that you're about to be blindsided as soon as you say that. Even if you think that to yourself, as soon as it's about to pass your lips, think, why is this wrong? Who's going to screw me over right now as I'm about to utter this sentence? Because you're right. As soon as Jeremy says, I'm in a pretty sweet position, uh, yeah, he's, he's gone. Or he's you know, going he's gonna to have his, uh, the tables turned. Okay, so we have on that tribe, we have an interesting dynamic where we have uh, Reed and Josh together. So that's that's one couple. And then it seems like they have the majority there because uh, you have Jeremy and Natalie and they right. have a, they have a thing going on and you have yeah. Alec in the middle. And then you just assume, I guess, that Wes is with Josh. Um, is that is that right? Is there somebody else I'm missing on that tribe? No, well, Alec was uh, also in that group. Right? Yeah, Alex the, was with Wes and Josh, the three guys from Coyopa. And then you've got, you know, you got to assume they pull in Drew. So uh, I'm sorry, I read. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah. yeah I mean, Josh so, Reed, Wes, Alec, Joe, oh, Julie. Julie is there too. And we don't really know where Julie is at. Well, Julie, she was on um, Hunapu, right? So she, she got no airtime whatsoever after the swap. We have no idea what she's doing. But she was with Jeremy, right? She pretty consistently voted with Jeremy. Last, last episode when they voted out... Um, uh, Drew, Julie voted with Jeremy. Um, you know, we, we saw her like when he, when Jeremy went around on his little, you know, campaign about making alliances, uh, you know, they voted with Jeremy and, uh, you know, Jeremy has, uh, maybe Jeremy's angry still about the whole rocker thing, but, uh, yeah, yeah no, I think she's that. with them. I, I think that the alliances, I think it's Josh Reed and they have Wes and yep. then it's Jeremy, and Julie and Natalie. And well, then Alec is in, uh, Alec is the swing vote. I don't see that. I, why, I, why isn't, oh, oh, they were trying to get Alec, right? They, they were, were trying, trying to, to get Alec, interested. but Alec is aligned because he was aligned with Josh and Wes at the other tribe. So he's say, Hey, I'm still with these three guys. Right, right, right. Or these but, two but, guys uh, plus yeah, one. They're trying to, and cause he's a single now. And so that, that's like their point, right? That's that Natalie and Jeremy and Julie maybe's point is that, you know, be with the singles instead of the couples. Yes. Yes. Uh, and it's the surround and drown. Yeah, surround, surround and drown. So do you think that Jeremy is going to come out of this okay? Or do you think that ultimately Alec will uh, side with the people from his old tribe? I liked Jeremy. I liked the way he was approaching it. I liked that scene where you had Natalie kind of talking to Alec. And, and she was like, oh, you got to be with us. And then you had Jeremy. And he's like, you got heart, man. You've got so much heart. You know, I thought that was a real good, like subtle way to kind of, you know, play up Alec's ego and maybe win him over. Jeremy's a great player, right? As, as bad as Val was, Jeremy is good. What's your take on Reed? I felt like on Twitter tonight, I saw a lot of people uh, really going after Reed, saying that Reed was getting a little whiny tonight. Yeah, Reed, we've not, we have not seen much from Reed. I, Reed. Whoa, <laughs> I, hey. Is that yeah. why you ordered the Chinese food? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, is Reed the quitter? Could that possibly be the case? I feel like like who's the quitter mystery is like that, uh, you know, from like the Pretty Little Liars, like who is whatever, Mr. A. Yes. Um, yeah. Who's um, the Cylon? Yeah. Who could Reed be the quitter? Like all we see about Reed is him whining. It would be such a weird thing. You know, he's in a great position right now. Um, yeah, but all we see about him is his, his, him complaining. Yeah, but you would think that having your loved one around would be like, because, you know, on Survivor, you have the family visit. And every, right. what, what happens after the family visit? Like, I feel like I could play 100 days. Like, yeah, I saw yeah. my loved one. Now the loved one is there. You have, you have a permanent family visit now. And yeah. you would think that would be a little bit of a bump, right? I would think so. A little bit of a bump. Oh, well, bump. well, actually, uh, Stephen, how about this bombshell that got dropped on us tonight? Did you did we know this? And I feel like this would be our top story that Reed and Josh are not just uh, dating. Oh, yeah. Christians, but are also uh, waiting until they're married. Abstinence. Abstinence marriage. That's crazy. Yeah. Abstinence. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that is a, it was a bombshell. It was a very uh, yeah casually dropped uh, by Josh. Speaking of which, like, can we talk about this Josh Winners edit situation? Like, Josh gets more you know airtime than anybody else, but it's not like in an aggressive way. He's always the one commenting on things. He's always the one narrating things, and he gets a lot of this humanizing. You know, him and Reed walking on the beach, him talking about how Reed helped him come out and how he's now abstinent until marriage. Like, he is he is the most fully fledged. Uh, fully depicted character on the entire show. Uh, uh, if Josh doesn't win, uh, I'll eat. I'll eat some rice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really stake a lot on that one. No, not really. So you you're all in on Josh. I yeah. I mean, if you're not, are you not all in on Josh after tonight? Uh, I mean, I think Josh is Josh is good. I mean, I'm not sure necessarily if I'd pick him number uh, number one, but I guess he'd be high up on the list. Yeah. I mean, he's good. Josh is good. Yeah. I yeah. think Josh is the best. Yes. Um, I just, I can't get over the, uh, the abstinence marriage thing. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's another podcast. They're religious, they're religious right? They're religious. That's, um, another, that's another podcast. But I would like to see more uh, from Reed. You know, it's, it's too bad that we don't get to see more from him. He's probably, you know, he's obviously an incredibly, you know, we, we assume he's an interesting guy, right? Like, he seems like an interesting guy and it sucks that we're only getting this really one dimensional portrait of him. Yeah. Um, Interesting guy indeed. So we'll see. We'll see exactly uh, where that goes. And and Alec, uh, did you like the Alec who survived Drew, or did you agree with Jeremy that he is exactly the same as his brother? He sure seems pretty similar to his brother, right? <laughs> I don't uh, know. I I didn't get the sense that like I felt like he has a chip on his shoulder against his brother. I didn't get the sense that he was exactly the same as his brother yeah. because because Drew would have been handling things a lot differently tonight. Drew right. would have been like, "All right, here's the plan. Here's what yeah. we're doing," and that yeah. wasn't what I was getting from Alec. No, Alec was a little bit more mellow. He definitely was a little bit more beta than Drew. Uh, what's up with all these guys? And not Alec, but but uh, uh, Drew last week and and I'm sorry, Dale this week calling women bitches. Like, oh yeah. What the heck? Well, like, I think that Dale said, well, you know, Stephen Fishback gave Missy a, a nickname. How about I'm going to give her a, a, a new nickname? Yeah. I feel like Muffin is empowering, you know? <laughs> Muffin's uh, empowering, and you're yeah. saying that self-centered bossy bitch is not? <laughs> is that what you're trying to say right now? Yeah, Muffin is delicious. <laughs> uh, you know, self-centered bossy bitch is not as delicious. Okay, well, that those two, I hope <laughs> that they make it to day 39 together. I think uh, Dale... <laughs> 
<laughs> Dale and Muffin all the way. I wrote on Twitter about how I was bummed out because I thought that Dale had a potential to be the new Mr. Muffin number four. And uh, now <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. looks like that is now uh, surround and drowned. But well, come on, how, yeah, how many romantic comedies have we seen where they're at each other and then, you know. Yes. Okay. This is the first act. This is the first act. Then, okay, let's write the rest of the movie. What's the thing that gets them to get that gets them together? They go to Exile Island Exile together. Island, of course. Exile yeah. Island. That's also it's, the name of the movie. Uh, Exile, <laughs> yeah. Exile Island. And yeah. then they go to Exile Island together. And then they work together. And then uh, they, they shelter together on Exile. They boil water, and then yeah. they fall in love. But I they think. have to pretend that they don't love each other. For the sake of their tribes. Yes, and they, they have to pretend. Win the game together. And then, and in pretending, he yeah, says, like, see, he says, like, boy, Missy's a real self centered bitch, but he's pretending, <laughs> but she, she overhears him. Yes, and she, then yeah. that's the third and then act. He over her, overhears him saying he's a real rice nudge. Yes. And yeah. Yes. And then uh, proposes at the finale, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Yeah. And then they they, they get married and they move in together and uh, Baylor and Kelly share a room. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. That's a separate. That's a sequel. That's the sequel. All right. So basically, Steven and I are, are developing movies. And of course, uh, all of your entertainment is covered uh, because the fall is here. And that's time for Fall TV. And that brings in our sponsor for this episode of Rob's Podcast. And those are our friends at Hulu Plus, Steven. Because, uh, hey, it's, it's getting cold out. Time to watch a lot of TV and eat Chinese food, right? Uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing that as soon as, you know, when we're done podcasting, I'm going to be watching TV on Hulu Plus <laughs> and, and, eat, <laughs> and, my Chinese food. and eating yeah. and eating uh, a copious yeah. amount of Chinese food. Uh, yeah. Right now, Hulu Plus has the current season of your favorite shows like Sleepy Hollow, Bob's Burgers, Once Upon a Time, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Revenge, Steven. How about that? I love it. Brooklyn Nine Nine is great. I saw the pilot and I didn't love it, but then I've seen some some more recent episodes and it's it's so funny. It's hit such a great stride. Well, if you're not caught up or you want to see all the episodes, catch up now on Hulu Plus because yeah. Stephen, now you've probably watched Hulu on your computer, but Hulu Plus is much more because Hulu Plus lets you watch every episode of shows like South Park, Family Guy, yeah. uh, America's Next Top Model, uh, and Real Housewives of many different cities. They're all over the place. You can't escape those housewives. I told you last week, you know, I will start something on my computer. And if, if I'm into it, it gets the big screen. You go, you're going to the big screen. <laughs> you're, going, yeah. you're going to Samoa. Yeah. Yeah. So Hulu Plus works on your computer, smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, Wii, PlayStation, pretty much any streaming device you already own. And uh, you don't even have to make a trade with Jeff Probst. Yeah, it's also really, you know, it's got great, it's got great typographical treatment, you know, like I love their logo. It's just very clean. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> no, like, that's one of the it. added benefits. You get the, yeah. the logo yeah. as many times as you want for free on yeah, Hulu it's influence whether or not you use the service, but it is very nice. It just, you know, you're in a nicely designed system and I feel like that's important. Design that's a nice system. And we live in an Apple universe. Good design is meaningful. Yes. And so with Hulu Plus, you're in total control to stream as much as you want, much like the Who Napu tribe with their rice. Just, yeah. you know, just, just uh, gorge yourself and binge all day long, and there'll be no repercussions. <laughs> yeah, there will. You will never have to pay that invoice uh, on who. Well, I'm you know on Hulu Plus. Well, the invoice is just seven ninety nine a month, but you can well, watch your. Thing. It's not like it's immunity. A, it's a very, it's a very manageable invoice. Uh, seven ninety nine a month uh, to watch your fall shows anytime, anywhere. But the invoice will be so much less when a with a two week free trial when you go to Hulu. 
plus.com slash Rob because two weeks are better than one, just like all of these loved ones together are better than one unless you're Dale and Kelly. Yeah, yeah. And then in which case, right, you don't want to, yeah. Yeah, that's that's no good. Uh, so go to HuluPlus.com slash Rob, get the extra week for free. And it's great because it helps support the podcast and you get a better deal when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Rob for the extended free trial, HuluPlus.com slash Rob. And you don't have to let your dad watch any of your Hulu Plus if you don't like him anymore. Your dad ruined your chances on Survivor. You, you don't have to share, share your login. That's right. You should not be doing that. Okay. Let's go ahead and let's bring in uh, Scott St. Pierre's questions from you guys. Steven, kick us off tonight with questions from the listeners. All right. Question number one Reality Outlaw, Alistair Outlaw. Your last name is really Outlaw? Uh, I hope the RHAP know it alls discussed Natalie's edit. Heavily featured in Strategic, but Jeremy gets all the confessionals. Sign of Doom. Oh. What do you think? Is Natalie got the, you know, the sign of doom? Uh, is she, are you saying that we're going to see Natalie in the finals getting no votes? Is that what we're headed towards? That's interesting. Um, uh, it, it is interesting that, like, you know, I, I've kind of felt like Natalie was getting a little bit of a sleeper at it. Like, she was there. She was shown being being strategic. And th- but but at the same time, she was, uh, you know, not in our face in the way that, you know, maybe Jeremy is getting a little bit over edited. Um, but I did agree that this episode, especially we didn't see Natalie as much as we did see Jeremy. You know, it's episode five. It's a little too you can't, little you can't early. Like, little early. Yeah, I mean, except for Josh, who we can confidently predict is 100 percent winning the game or uh, you will eat rice. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll <laughs> eat rice. Um, I, I think Natalie could have legs. I think she could have longevity. You know, Natalie would be a fantastic person to take to the final two. If, if you could just be sitting there uh, next to Natalie and be like, uh, Natalie, what were the moves that you made in this game? Not what Jeremy did. Like, uh, like, oh my God, are you kidding me? I made so many big moves all across the game. If you weren't so blind and so stupid that you'd be able to see what was happening the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good. Uh, It'd be good. Yeah, you'd want to be sitting be there. Great person to sit next to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mark's debation. Oh, one wants to know Jacqueline's voting confessional. There can only be one blonde. Did she say that Steven? Um, I don't believe she did say that. I think Scott St. Pierre put that up because he likes Highlander jokes. Yeah, but shouldn't that be there can be only one blonde? <laughs> Not there can only be one blonde. Come on. Let's, come if on, you guys. make Highlander jokes, Scott St. Pierre will probably put your question up. Okay. Uh, Tim Marzullo wants to know, hey, Rob, can you think of any other player that repeatedly got their names on ballots pre-merge but made it far in the game? The only person I can think of is Lydia, who is the target pre-merge every vote and then made it to the final four. Well, I can tell you, Aaron Lobdell was uh, very frequently a target pre-merge and, uh, you know, managed to uh, escape the vote. Yeah, I think it happens. I I think it happens more than you think. The one that name that comes to mind. How about Philip Shepard? Philip Shepard. Yeah. Yes. Who actually, I believe, has gotten the most votes against him ever in a Survivor season. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. From his work, from his fine work in Survivor Redemption Island. He really did rack up the votes. He racked up the votes and he goes to and he goes to the end. So um, it is not necessarily if you get a lot of votes before the merge. I mean, it doesn't help, but I don't think you can read too much into that or Josh too much into it. Rob Allison. (laughs) What do you think? Took me a second. second. (laughs) What do you think of John and voting for Dale and Jacqueline? Uh, Let me take that again. What do you think of John voting for Dale and Jacqueline voting for Kelly at tribal tonight? Why split their votes to say they did no wrong? 
Um, what happened was all of the guys voted for Kelly and all of the girls voted for um, yeah. Dale. And I think that's what, and like, typically when your group is making a split vote decision, it is hard to remember, like, you vote for this person, you vote for that person, you vote for this person. So it's easy to just say, guys vote one way, girls yeah. vote another it, It's way. easier to say, okay, if you have a penis, then vote for Kelly, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and then and then you say, and you say like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And then you look down. Look down and you say, right. Oh, okay, Kelly. Okay, yes. that's right. That's right. Okay, so because uh, because it, it would point at her, right? I mean, not when you're in the voting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the way the way yours works. Daniel's um, escape, Stephen. <laughs> uh, Ryan German Gurr wants to know uh, why are John and Jacqueline siding with people who have already blindsided them this season? I want to know the same thing. Yes. Uh, that's because, uh, they make questionable decisions. I don't, <laughs> I can't tell you why Stephen. if you were them, would yeah. you, would you put your faith back in Baylor's hands uh, after she voted? Now they did vote oh. together. They, but they did vote together since then. What, did they? I got the sense that Baylor and Jacqueline were on the same page. I mean, they got that by the time they voted out John Rocker, they right. were they were on the same page, and it was no. Jacqueline. It was Jacqueline and Baylor with uh, with Wes and Alec, and they were talking about when Josh was oh, on was yeah. on Exile Island. Maybe. They said, "Hey, we got to make a big move. We got to get something going." So I got Maybe. the sense that Baylor and Jacqueline did have a working relationship. Although in this episode, Baylor says to Jacqueline, "You know, we never got the chance to work together, and we never really talked because I was really with the guys." I mean, you are right that like Baylor had that power play uh, in that moment. She kind of, when they were all lying in the shelter, she was like, what if we got a rocker or whatever it was. Um, but it's still, you know, ultimately, you know, it comes down to who you gel with, right? Who you, who you are most threatened by, who you're least threatened by. For some reason, Kelly, super, super threatening. You know, Kelly and John's relationship might be the one that we need to go into back and take a look at because, right. you know, they were on the other sides of the numbers that if during the Drew Christie vote, you wonder maybe, you know, Drew was, you know, going after Kelly. Kelly was probably shooting back at Drew. I wonder right. if maybe that was the relationship where those two couldn't trust each other. Right, right. That's interesting. Yeah, John and, and John was really Drew's bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. They ate all the rice in one camp and they moved on to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Kennedy Turner wants to know, would you rather be a single on a tribe of couples or a couple on a tribe of singles? Ooh, would you rather? Okay. Would you rather, would you rather be a couple on a tribe of singles or a single on a tribe of couples? I'd rather be a single on a tribe of couples. Me too. Me too. I think it's, you know, a single is going to look weaker. A couple is going to want to, you know, the couples are going to want to like take out one of the other couples. Uh, and a single will sort of be able to be more, uh, more of a swing vote. Yeah. You could say, well, why are you guys going to come after me? I'm just one person. It. I'm just one vote. There yeah. are two votes. Yeah. Where, where the other singles would be like, oh, those two are, those two are a couple. We got to split them up. Plus like, uh, you know, you, you're probably going to have to vote someone else out if it's a swap, right? It's typically for two, epi two episodes, two votes. Um, so you think like, well, one person, we're just going to have to make this decision later. And then we're going to go into a merge with this other person from that couple angry at us, right? So from that perspective, it makes a lot of sense to vote out the couple. You take them both out instead of voting out the single and then having to vote out one member of the couple. Yeah, because the couple gets stronger the more people you vote out of the rest of the tribe. Yeah, and also just like the, the, the vengeance thing, the blood vengeance. Yes, blood vengeance. Blood is blood, Stephen. Did you know that? Blood is blood. I, I heard that blood was not blood. But that is actually factually incorrect. Uh, blood is blood. 
You would see from the hashtags that you were wrong. Absolutely. Blood is indeed blood. That is confirmed. Uh, Golden ratio, 16-18. Who has the upper hand between Jeremy and Josh right now? Or will their tribe get to the merge without going to tribal? I think both of those things. A, uh, their tribe is probably going to get to the merge without going to tribal. B, Josh has the upper hand. You think uh, Josh has the upper hand because he has Reed with him? You know, yeah, absolutely. Josh has Reed. You know, he probably has Alec, even though we saw Jeremy like making, you know, making the alliance moves. Um, and Jeremy's a bigger target than Josh, too, right? Even if Jeremy gets the numbers, he's not going to take out Josh first, is he? Josh probably would take out Jeremy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's take another question, Stephen, from Sarah Freeman, the great Sarah Freeman. Sarah Freeman wants to know can Keith and Dale school these whippersnappers and bro down to the end? Old guy alliance, the uh, old dogs, old dogs, the old dogs alliance, the grumpy old men. Could they come together and team up against these whippersnappers? Well, it was not a good sign that they were not on the same page tonight. They sure were not. They they sure were not. There can be only one old dog. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Are Are you appealing to Scott St. Pierre? I always that's, that's <laughs> what i'm always trying to do yeah i wonder if maybe you have like the jacqueline and uh, kelly thing going on between keith and dale it could be you know it could be if we were on a try on a on a tribe together would, would that be would you want there to only be one know-it-all um no no i would not yeah yeah it's nice you yeah. say that now but you know it's all talk I would. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna say uh, i gotta get rid of steven because uh, i have i have to be the only know-it-all <laughs> yeah uh, I, yeah, I, w- I would much rather get rid of people who, uh, like at, at least, uh, don't even pretend to like me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The people, uh, people that are okay. just mean. Uh, so Steve McNamara wants to know, was the tribe swap completely random or did the producers somehow get the buffs where they wanted them? Like perhaps a name on each wrapped up buff, which the TV viewers were not privileged to. Steven, what does this sound like to you? <laughs> I mean, this is beyond fan fiction. This is like conspiracy <laughs> theory fiction. I need a, I need some sort of a, fa- a, a fan fiction drop for this show. Uh, that somebody, <laughs> somebody, we need to work on that. We need to yeah. workshop that. By next week, I want to have a fan fiction drop for the Know It Alls show. That was that's that one's a little bit out there uh, with putting a name on the buff or or uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, you have any ideas for what the fan fiction drop should sound like? I know. Okay. All right. We'll figure that out. All right. Let's go to uh, Delire Tancho. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. But let's <laughs> yeah. go with uh, is the proper strategy for all singles to join together or should they pair up with another single and then team up with a loved one's pair, i.e. Jeremy pairs with Natalie and joins Reed and Josh. Should two singles get together and form their own pair? Yeah, I think it's useful for singles to get together. I think at the point where you're saying, well, should all the singles be together or should it be two singles and one pair or three singles and two pairs? You know, at some point it does really come down to relationships, yes. who you deal with, who you trust, who you can work with. Um, and it's it's worthwhile to be with another single if you're a single, because if you're with a pair, you will always be the odd person out in that group. But uh, yeah, you know, I think ultimately it comes down to like who you can work with best. Yeah. And Steven, I think that the number one most important thing that you, that you need to do on Survivor is I think you need to find the one person and you did such a great job with this. Find oh, one you. person that you can trust implicitly yeah. and, yes. and have that 
And so if it's a loved one, fantastic. You don't have to worry about your loved one is going to screw you over unless you're Laura Moret. But if you can find, if you can be, have your loved one, like, hey, I know my loved one's not going to screw me over. I know I can share this with them. Or if you can find that person, if you could find your JT and say, okay, I have a, you know, a, you know, 99% trust with this person where I can go back and forth and, and or Denise and Malcolm, or you can be that power pair. That's right. good. So it, so it doesn't matter who that person is, but if you can find it, that's fantastic. Yeah, find your JT is actually the title of my self-help book. (laughs) Yes. Oh, fantastic. All right, let's do two or three more questions. Uh, All right. Uh, Nir Mudfrif says, NYYRMDT wants to know, I've noticed the past couple weeks that Jeff has had some commentary during challenges dubbed in. Is that a new thing? I don't think so. I, I think that's probably been around for a while. Um, maybe I'm not sure why it's uh, getting called to attention more. Uh, maybe they're using it a little bit more liberally. Uh, maybe Jeff uh, was having writer's block when he was out there. But um, no, I don't think that's new. Yeah, I think that's always been the case. You know, he always, you know, even with the, like the question of uh, when they count down, right? Like typically like so the challenges in Survivor run much longer than uh, actually are aired. So if you see a challenge that's to three, it's probably to seven, right? So that they have more footage. So, uh, you know, there's, there's obviously got to be some kind of, uh, audio, uh, dubbing, you know, that, that he does anyway. Yeah. By the way, Paul board just wants to know what your Chinese uh, fortune cookie says. I, I, you want me to go get it? I'll yeah, go, go get, get it. it. Go get it. I'll, right, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, read yeah, the next you, question. You this one, yeah. Okay. This is from Anna Paula wants to say, remember when survivors ate rats and bats? Now they run and beg Jeff Probst for white rice chickens. Now is that white rice? Uh, and they are chickens or white rice and chickens, you know, um, the fact that the survivors are able to go and, and ask Jeff Probst, like, I'm surprised that Jeff Probst's response to them wasn't, uh, so how's the fishing going? Have you guys been out there to fish at all instead of just begging me for for food like some sort of welfare state, Stephen? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, what is going to happen in future seasons now where uh, is everyone going to be just making deals all the time? Is this whole show going to evolve? All right, yeah. I got the fortune cookie. Okay. This is a, a artisanal Williamsburg, uh, gluten-free, locally grown fortune cookie. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, it says, um, <laughs> your fortune is not something to find, but to unfold. Okay. There you go. There, you, there it is. <laughs> All right. That wasn't worth the hype. <laughs> 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 so much for artisanal footprint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's do two more questions. Okay, let's Life see. by Char wants to know, do you think that Probe's trade will be voting out one person from Blue Tribe and putting them on Orange? No, I think it will be voting one person out and putting them on Ponderosa. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. I think that's a reasonable All right. trade. All right, let's do one last question from Ahmed. Ahmed says, uh, Kelly and Dale didn't seem to care about Keith. Do you think if they allied with him, they could have voted Baylor out. Well, uh, I'm no Brad Culpepper here, Stephen, but <laughs> yeah. I believe three into seven equals out. Well, if they had swayed Keith's vote, though, right? Because the guys voted for Kelly, the girls voted for Dale, meaning. Yeah, but I think they did that. Unless, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you, but I'm saying. I'm, I totally agree. Like they wouldn't have done that unless they were sure they had Keith, but they could have done a, a switcheroo. Now that switcheroo would have been a terrible decision for Keith because uh, he would have pissed off uh, three people, you know, left in the tribe and made allies of two. So uh, he would have been a very natural 
next vote. Uh, but um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see ultimately uh, what ends up happening. I feel like uh, as much as I love uh, Dale, aka uh, Farm Guy sixty nine, I think he's uh, I think he's fun. Um, I think that he was too bitter to uh, not try to mend fences. That the whole the whole rice thing was a bad look for him. And yeah. I think that uh, you got to try to get along with everybody. And he was yeah. too he was too uh, get off my lawn with the rice. Yeah, totally agree. You know, don't be get off my lawn. Yeah. Don't draw a line in the sand on day 12 on anything. No lines in the sand. Unless you are coach and you're wooing over Cochran, no lines in the sand. Yes. Unless you're saying, come to my line on this this side of the sand. Right. If you're inviting someone over to your side of the line, that's fine. But if you're pushing people to the other side of the line, that's not okay. Yeah. Don't fight over stupid stuff on Survivor and then piss people off so that they want to vote you out. Don't fight over spilled rice or (laughs) piss in the rice. Yes. Yeah. or dump the rice or anything uh anything with rice only only just eat as much rice as you can without <laughs> yeah. without making people mad it is dangerous though right that very well could have gone the other way if uh everyone was like oh my god look how much rice missy's eating let's vote her out eh, you know what it's if people have a reason to they'll come up with anything yeah all right steven fishback who is going to get the your coveted fishy award tomorrow tell me i don't know i'm thinking like there's a few options right we got john and jacqueline as a pair they've gone from the bottom of their respective tribes to the top of their new tribe we got uh jeremy who even though he went from the top to the bottom uh, of his tribe is now you know really hustling to make magic happen and we got josh who's just perfect josh didn't do anything he's perfect though (laughs) Yeah. Um, boy, uh, Steven, it sounds like you're trying to woo Josh away. <laughs> I mean, you know, the New Yorkers, we got to We got to stick together. We, we, we bleed New York. We bleed the parties that we bleed wine and cheese. Okay. Um, All right. And, yeah. and, and you're not going to wait, right? What? Oh, <laughs> um, uh, you might be. That, that's an appealing offer, Steven. Yeah. Yeah. Who okay. do you think? Who do you think? Who should I give it to? I think that you should probably, you got to give it to somebody from the tribe that, um, how about, how about Keith? Keith sort of, but what did Keith do? Keith did nothing. He, he just happened to like knock it in the crosshairs. Yeah. I mean, that's something, that's something. That's something. Sure. That's something. He played, he played it well. He's in the majority. He's not, he, he's not going out. Uh, yeah. I think you got to give it to him or, uh, you got to look at Muffin or Baylor. But Muffin was very confrontational. Maybe it's Baylor. Maybe it's Josh and Jack, John and Jacqueline who are in the center. Like, I think they anyway. did the wrong thing. <laughs> I don't think yeah. they-, they did the wrong thing, but they did it. You know, the wrong decision is better than no decision at all. According to uh, Roger Ailes. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, text uh, or, or tweet Stephen Fishback on Twitter. Let him know who you think uh, should get the fishy, the coveted fishy award at Stephen Fishback. I'm at Rob Sistrino. Again, big show coming up uh, tomorrow. Of course, we'll speak with, uh, with kelly tomorrow morning on our exit interview and then i'll speak with coach and then uh, we'll give it up for mike bloom uh yes and we'll do that all get your voicemails in for my conversation with mike rob is website.com slash voicemail or 323-282-rhap and we'll start to reveal some of the details coming up for uh what we're planning on steven for the 1000th episode of rob is a podcast coming up around the corner that's crazy. Yeah. This is episode 988. 
Oh my gosh, twelve more. That's nuts. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. What? What? Do you, what do you, you, can you? Can you say anything? No, anything? I'll talk about it tomorrow on the Survivor podcast. So we want to okay. uh, let we'll t- talk about that a, a, a little bit there where we have some some more time. Anyway, uh, Stephen, enjoy your Chinese food tonight. Thank you very much. And I'll be eating this fortune cookie. Yes. All right. Yeah. Th- and thank you guys uh, so much. We definitely want to uh, hear from you guys in the comments, uh, both on YouTube and on Rob has a website.com. Make sure you subscribe to Rob as a podcast. Rob has a website.com slash iTunes for our main podcast feed. By the way, Rob is a podcast featured in iTunes podcast right now. How about that? It's crazy. So all of these people come into iTunes just saying you're a big, your face. <laughs> yes. Your lovely face. And then yeah. are probably hitting X right away once the, once that comes across <laughs> the slider. Like, yeah. get that off of my screen. All right. Steven, enjoy your dinner. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Bye.